So we head into our last hour of open lines on Coast to Coast AM. And thank you, George Norrie, for the time off. And I mean him so that I can get to be on, which is always fun. Uh, Had on our guest, Mark Anthony, talking about uh, luck, uh, being unlucky, uh, and how the number 13 shaped uh, our United States Constitution, how the experience of the Freemasons led to specific mentions of things in the uh, Bill of Rights. And then on top of that, we sort of speculated about the repetition of 13 as a fractal uh, throughout uh, United States history. But you don't have to go there. You can just go back and listen to that anytime you want. The first hour is always on YouTube for free. Just subscribe and listen no matter where you are, especially for people who are having uh, a hard time getting the station in these days. I, I saw somebody on Twitter talking about how they were listening to some station that was running coast to coast and another program at the same time on top of each other. And I think uh, that's probably maybe automation, but that's also somebody not paying attention who goes over and turns off one and turns up the other. So I hope you'll turn up Coast to Coast AM next. On Coast to Coast AM, this is Ian Punnett. I wanted to give honor to the question that was asked before the top of the hour about my thoughts on religion in Europe, I believe, if I understood the question properly, Um, which is interesting to see the statistics of what had been once prominent sort of theocracies or state churches, uh, the influence is diminished. And the people who identify as either atheist or agnostic or a quote-unquote non-believer, that's going up significantly. It's not just in places like Germany. It's not just places where, you know, traditionally Berlin has been considered sort of the the birthplace of uh, of modern atheism. Um, but really kind of everywhere. The, the people pay lip service to religion. You know, they're sort of C&E uh, Christians if they're that, if that's their choice. Um, but the divisions between Catholics and Protestants is just not what it used to be. And people aren't inheriting that. They're not passing that down. So that's kind of going by the wayside. I know there are lots of places in Europe where I have been, where the, they have the churches there, the edifices are there, but the, you know, hardly anybody shows up for the services. And my wife is currently in Madrid and uh, she was showing me some images, really beautiful images of uh, of churches. Uh, but there was one church, she said, where she saw a bunch of people standing in front. I didn't even ask about the other ones, at least not according to statistics. But anyway, there you go. I hope that helps. Let's go to open lines on Coast to Coast. Uh, Leonard is in North Carolina. Uh on Coast to Coast as we head into our last hour of open lines. Leonard, where are you going to take us? I was just wondering um, about the last Powerball lottery they had. Um, it was over a billion dollars. And the last few times, it's been over a billion dollars. Seems like only one person is winning. Right. Was one person is coming forward saying they won. And it's always in California, Michigan, or Florida. What do you uh-huh. think about that? Uh, I think that's interesting. It shows that they they probably play the same same numbers over and over and over again. That that you know areas where 
I mean, if you played the the thing is like most people play the lottery only when it gets past a certain point, right? So used to be a million dollars seemed like enough. Now, you know, sort of wake me when we get up to half a billion dollars. And I think in order to have any chance with any kind of game like that, you have to play every single day. Play your numbers. Keep track of how much you've spent doing it. But, you know, if that's how you're going to do it, you know, that's the only way, I think, to win. Why? What's yours? Well, well, my numbers is always never having seen that matching number. I would think that just the fact that so many people are playing and more than one person should win because it used to be would be lower, lower, large amounts. You'd have four or five people have to split it. But lately, it's just been like one person winning. And I'm like, right. this can't be the odds are so fanatical to be to win to begin with. But since the odds are even, should be even, it should be even more um, suspective. More than just one person would have the same numbers. Well, you um, know, that's one interesting. And the right numbers. Right, right, right. I, I'd have to be a a, a statistician to to explore that or have one on um, on whether winning by oneself is statistically anomalous or whether that's pretty much just the same as two people playing the same numbers. So, yeah, Uh, maybe it has to do with the commonality of the numbers. I know that sounds silly. You think, well, all numbers are common, but, you know, maybe they only played even numbers or maybe they only did it maybe they had a certain pattern and other people were following that same pattern so when the number came up more people won but all right uh rosa is in california on coast to coast rosa hello hi oh you can hear me sure can oh great okay um well first i just wanted to say i appreciate that you guys you know all the hosts and george and everybody you guys you know you guys seem to be so respectful and kind, and I just wanted to say I appreciated that. Oh, good. Well, thank and, you. And let me see. I just had a couple comments and then a question for you. Um, okay. Did you know that the bad luck day in Mexico was actually Tuesday the 13th? No, I didn't know that. Funny. Why? Was that a Mexican Revolution Day, or was that a... I have no idea. My mom was born in Guadalajara, and she told me that. <laughs> I, I love that. that. Interesting. <laughs> I totally love that. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> so, great. Never heard that. You know these other two comments. I'm, I'm guessing you most likely know these facts, but you know, for the people who don't know, um, that much of the Constitution was inspired by the Bible. In fact, due process came directly from the Bible. You know well, that? Well, no. I think this is really important to point out that a, the the main. I mean, there are th- there are aspects of the Constitution that come through um, the various uh, books of common order. Um, so if we want to look at it that way, whether it's Anglican or Presbyterian, um, but I, I think y- you can you can make a better case, I think, for due process. I think there is an example. There are examples of that in the Bible, but I don't think it's directly like they went and they looked it up and they and they wrote it in the Bible. But I, I could be wrong on that. I've never never researched it. So, yeah. Well, I'll, for the time being, you win. I have no idea that that's not right, but I do know that having studied the Constitution before, the founding fathers weren't that religious. They were Masonic. Um, but 13 were what we would call deists, right? It's, they were they were believers in God, but they weren't very specific in terms of 
um, turning to the Bible at every occasion. We we aren't. That's why there's no site references, particularly for the Bible. But that it, does that is it fair to to say that? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I hate to say that. God, I hate that when somebody else is right and I'm not. <laughs> anyway, and the question the question I wanted to ask you is: Do you believe in fate or destiny? Well, why why is it a zero sum game? Um, fate is f- future, right? Uh, that can be a lot of different ways of looking at it. I'm not a um, a Calvinist enough to think that that my demise was written out on my birth. I don't believe that that I'm just working towards some date, some number, some time. And that's my time. Um, I know that's how we look at it metaphorically, um, but destiny is much more about how we shape our lives, right? So we can, there's lots of people I work with, I think, or have over the years who are way talented, um, but for whatever reason, you know, some voice of insecurity that they could never get past or a need for stability or whatever, and they never really pursued what could have been their destiny, which I think would be a successful life in media. So I don't I don't know that they were destined to fail. Uh, I think they were destined to succeed if they'd been willing to embrace it. Well, how does that sound? Perception. Everything's about perception, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a trade-off, yep. right? Which is the other thing is like you can get so focused on fate and what your fate is that you miss the chance to shape your destiny. Exactly. Exactly. Learning them from our mistakes and hopefully not chewing on the same bone forever. Right. Right. Moving on after you learn your lesson. Yeah. Very good. Good, good, good use of that metaphor too. Thank you, bro. So Johnny is in Louisville on coast to coast. Johnny. Hi. I just had a couple of comments. Um, First, um, um, you know, it's already passed, but uh, yesterday, October 13th, was the birthday of uh, Chris Carter, the creator of The X-Files. Oh, yeah. Funny. And, um, in fact, his uh, his production company is called 1013. Well, that's really cool. And so he's still with us, isn't he? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think but, he is. Okay. Also... Well, here here in uh, in Louisville, you know, on, on WHAS, uh, right. there's a uh, uh, on Sunday mornings there's a, a real estate program, and the past couple of uh, you know the past few days I've been hearing um, uh, been been hearing uh, uh, you know pre you know like uh, previews for the, for this week's uh, show, and it's should you get a should you get a paranormal preview uh, review before you get buy a house? Wow, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> and that's on HAS. Uh, HAS. Uh, yeah, I know. I know uh, the station. I believe eight thirty a.m. I know Louisville pretty well. I just it's, I never heard that. It's so funny. Uh, so yeah, I guess it means. Then somebody has found a new revenue stream, and they're giving you psychic advice about what properties to purchase. Does that sound right? Uh, apparently. Okay, that's weird, man. I've never 
I've just never heard that before. Uh, but that's, I guess that's a, you know, if if one is so inclined, you'd have to to do that. I, I think that there's a component to buying a home which is intuitive, but I don't know that I would call that the paranormal. You know, my wife and I have bought and sold homes many times, and when we do, I think there's something, there's just a vibe maybe from a house and you think, yeah, you know, and on paper, it might look very different than when you actually drive out and see it. But I don't know what they're doing, but that's a, that's quite an interesting show. I, I, I may have to look that up for a guest uh, and I've, I'll find out whether he's uh, or she is only in Louisville. So uh, I'll do that. Thank you, Johnny. We'll go to uh, Lewis who's in my old stomps in Phoenix. And coast to coast. Lewis? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Um, so I had a, a question relating to the Tupac Shakur case you were just talking about. And I didn't hear um, the guy mention P. Diddy, uh, Sean P. Diddy. I don't know if you've heard of that rapper. Oh, come on, dude. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Me and Diddy go no. way back. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. Did you hear about how he was related to the case? Uh, well, so there's speculation and there's fact. And right now we still don't know what the presentation of the facts are, right? So right. we got the whole West Coast, East Coast thing. I'm hip to that. Um, and I know that um, I, there's. it was sort of a myth that went around for a long time that said that 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 P. Diddy or Sean Combs was has already been proven to be directly involved. I don't happen to believe that. I don't think he's of, but of but go ahead. What did you like what did you hear? Alive. What's that? that people. Just like how people would say he's still alive for years and now there's someone being charged and it kinda doesn't look good for all these conspiracy theories about that because even um all over social media all I saw growing up is Tupac's alive. He's in the Bahamas. He's in, right. like, it, right. right. And you yeah. can't believe much nowadays. But it says on ABC News, uh, uh, P. Diddy went on um, the stand because, just because, like, they got all these, like, claims and who knows what's going to happen, but time will tell. Yeah. No, I, so I, I'm, I mean, I'm open to it, but I just didn't, you know, P. Diddy was, you know, he's a pretty middle class guy. You know, he was right. very upwardly mobile. I, I don't know that I would have thought of him and put him in this sort of, uh, you know, g- gangsta group like we would, I think, which is natural when we talk about um, Biggie Smalls, because I think that's a very different thing. And this, this and so new... Tonight. Yeah, this this way that that people are relating to the you know different names have come forward, which well, I didn't read the whole article, but I, I saw something earlier this week that said that this was the uh, this that the the murder of let's see if I get it right the murder of Tupac was never a who done it um, that the police investigators had a, an operating theory they just didn't have the evidence. And now they have the evidence. We just don't know quite yet um, what that's all about. So, yeah, 
Cool. Well, I appreciate that. That's really good. And what are your thoughts on Hamas and the situation, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I don't think there's any – there's a mistake that people keep making, which is equating Hamas with Palestinians. I mean, they are um, – the Hamas organization is intended and was always – was framed with the intent of – killing as many Jews, Israelis as they could. So that's not legitimate organization. That's just a, that's just a murder gang. And right. I, I don't, uh, the, the killing of innocents, it doesn't matter whether you're beheading babies or suffocating them. It doesn't matter. If that's your whole goal is just trying to strike terror by coming after civilians, um, you know, the, there's not a lot to think about. I just, I, I, I hope, if they can't be stopped, then I hope that they're eliminated. And I know that sounds awful, but you look, you go back, and I think the the Hamas is to um, Gaza or Palestinians what the SS was to the average German. Um, and I I hope that people get it right. I hope that they stop this thing on campuses across. The country, it's, I know it's a minority thing, that is to say that there's not many people that believe this, but gosh, those comments about uh, in support of Hamas as being as sort of this, these freedom fighters and all that other crap, I don't believe in that. Um, so I don't, I won't go into politics much, but I will say that because it's so obvious. Um, and I think we have to be mindful of that. We can't get sucked into this false equivalency. Um, and that way we can better judge history and the players involved. But Hamas doesn't deserve uh, any respect. Uh, neither does Hezbollah. And um, I, I just, I mean, I, regardless of your feelings about your state or regardless of your feelings about other people, you just, we do not have the right to kill. Um, we just, it, you can, you can marginalize your, um, your enemy to the point where, you know, you feel like you're not really killing a real human being, but that's only your perspective. And, uh, and I'm not saying you, you, I just mean, that's only one's perspective. So no, Hamas gets no respect for me, never has. Uh, and I hope this is only over quick and that as fewer deaths as necessary will take place in order to do it. But something's got to end this. Um, so that's what I think. Uh, all right, going to the last half hour. Boy, we've got a stack, but there's room for you for open lines on Coast to Coast AM. This is Ian Punnett. Uh, Al in San Antonio wants to share a quick story for open lines on Coast to Coast. Al? Hey, how you doing? It's an honor to be on your show. Glad to have you. Uh, I've been, I started working with this trucking company about eight years ago. And uh, when I started working here, nobody told me this place was really haunted. And uh, I seen apparitions and what do you uh, see? Move around. And, what do you uh, see? It happens all the time. Okay, but what do you see? Uh, people, uh, you see different entities. Uh, they look like real people, but they're not. Uh, I've seen... Uh, sort of like the Kardashians. What's that? No, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
And uh, and so what are they doing when you see them, these apparitions? Well, they bother a lot of these people that drive trucks, and uh, especially it, it, it happens like between 11.30 and like 5 o'clock in the morning, like two weeks ago, I kept seeing this guy standing behind a truck, and I kept going over there thinking it was one of the truckers. But it, it, by the time I would get over there, there was nobody there. And uh, so I, I usually don't pay too much attention to it like I used to, like because I guess the more attention you give them, the more they they present themselves. Uh, but I've seen a lot of uh, different uh, objects that are like energies moving around and stuff here. And a lot of the people that work in the office at night uh, usually have a lot of problems hearing well, things, you know. Well, I, I hope they're keeping cell phones ever at the ready, a smartphone that can well, record. They do, they do, but, you know, it's... it's uh, Put it out in the company newsletter. And uh, I won't say the name of the company because people want to come over here all the time. Right. But uh, I had was talking to these guys this about two hours ago. And they were telling me about, I wasn't here because I, I only work nights here. So I'm, a head, I'm in charge of security here. So they were telling me that this one trucker, like two weeks ago, somebody was scratching the top of the truck. And the guy got so really scared and got out of the t- truck and run, run to the office. And uh, he really got scared. He, the guy quit. And I've had a lot of truckers complain, you know, that they're always shaking their trucks and scratching the side of the trucks, and they think mm. it's other truckers, but that's that's not true. Well, you know, it's just this place here has got a lot of energy here that moves around a lot. A lot of bored yeah. ghosts who uh, just looking to pick a fight. Sounds like I'll appreciate it, but that's interesting. I I I love that if you get it on video. Send it to me so we can see it, because I, 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 or, you know, even if you're sitting at a cab and it's getting rocked back and forth, uh, you don't have to get a shot of it. Uh, Albert, uh, sorry, Alberta, Canada has Don on the international line on Coast to Coast. Go ahead, Don. Uh, I have have a question about, uh, in the media, how when we have overwhelming um, evidence about, let's say, the moon and the Titanic and the moon, according to ancient uh, texts, and uh, radiation doesn't lie. And we know that steel is 20 times, or uh, sorry, glass is 20 times stronger than steel when it's made in a vacuum. But uh, there's tons of photographs that were taken. But well, some people don't believe that we actually went to the moon, but there's tons of really good photographs of uh, bases on the moon. According to India and China, they had bases on the moon, and they nuked each other back to the Stone Age. And if you look at uh, ancient lost cities, there were two of them they've recently discovered they were destroyed by above-ground nuclear detonations. So we know that they had atomic weapons, and we also know in their records, uh, when they found one city, then they found out where the second one was. Cause you're saying they, this is, we know this on the moon, is what you're saying. Sorry? We, we know this happened on the moon. You know, the the cities were destroyed down here on Earth. That's why they oh, okay. stopped going. According to the documentation, they were about 64 times more advanced then than we are today. But we can right. jump ahead. Let's look at the Titanic, for instance. Okay, so the Titanic, we can prove now that it was actually the Olympia by the propellers. 
because they can actually go down there no. and you know, take pictures. No. And the, the na- no. name on the side is falling off. No. Don, no. I have friends who are experts. They would argue with you. I mean, they are experts, and they would argue that till you die. So I, I, that's the kind of stuff that pops up on the Internet, and it looks great in photos and whatever, but I don't think it stands up to So you're saying all these photos that they were taking – of, like of the propellers and the no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to get triangulated with my friends who are experts. I'll have them back on sometime, and then you can give them your best case, and then I'll let them respond. How's that sound? Okay, well, uh, but I don't. Up? I just don't believe in. I just no. I'm not going to. There's a lot of stuff that you know. People get this derivative stuff off websites, and they go see because you can see something. But that doesn't make it true. It's what we call a blogger's model of truth, where you just send out something and then you judge whether or not it holds water based on the number of people who accept it or not. And I haven't seen that vetted scientifically. I haven't seen that. All I've ever known are the people who know the Titanic and they say that's not true. But I appreciate your thought on certainly about the other stuff. I always learn something on coast to coast daniel's in fresno west of the rockies he has a quick story he wants to tell us about a prophetic dream go ahead daniel yeah hi um how you doing ian um uh so in february 2014 i had a dream and i was given a date of october 7 2034 and so in the dream i was in the kremlin and 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 then i was <laughs> You know, here and there, it was a pretty long dream. But I woke up with the, the date from the dream of October 7, 1954. So I went online looking up that date to see what happened on that date. And I didn't find anything in particular. So I said, well, what happened October 7, 1952, two years before, which is important date for my family? And so I found that October 7, 1952 was the birthday of Vladimir Putin, and which gave me, which gave me the answer that in 1954, he would have been two years old. Now, in the dream, I was given the information to check every 40 years after that date that I was given in the dream. And so I came to October 7, 1994. I looked that date up, which was when Saddam Hussein tried to reinvade Kuwait because he wanted to test Bill Clinton's, uh, uh, you know, whether or not he would respond. And so Bill Clinton ended up sending a fleet on October 7. 1994 to stop Hussein from reinvading Kuwait. That's what happened on October 7, 94. Mm-hmm. So, according to my dreams calculation, 40 years after that is October 7, 2034, which, from what I could tell, was communicated to me in the dream is when the major East West conflict will begin. Now, I wanted to call last week, no, uh, no, last, no, no, last no. Friday. I think this is really good. So this is great. So we can mark that on a calendar and we can say this is Daniel from Fresno's prediction on this date. And then sometime like August 1st of next year, will um, right? August 1st, of, would you call and remind people? Uh, if you'd like me to, sure, I, I'll, I could try to do that. Yeah, I think that'd be great. I mean, I think if you're going to say something, stand by it. So I'm I'm good with that. Um, and we'll find out whether it is the beginning of the end. I will tell you again, I think this has happened a billion times. But something's going to be right sometime. First time caller line, John is in Florida on Coast to Coast. John? Hey, 
hello. I was talking about, well, Friday. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you for taking my call, Ian and uh, Mark Anthony. By the way, I love that name. Uh, I like yeah. Halo a lot, so I just uh, I just uh, love that name. So yeah, uh, compliments to you for that for that name. Uh, if you can sing a song, that'd be great too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not here right now, so it's just me. But go ahead, you had a comment. Oh yes, yes. I was calling because I'm Catholic, and I remember as a child many years ago. I'm 62 years old, but in the 60s, uh, the priests used to tell families on Friday the 13th to stay in their house. Uh, huh. I remember I had a, a uh, particular a, a uh, priest who was Catholic, Irish Catholic, and he um, he would tell people that, 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 that there was evil in the air on Friday the 13th and that children should stay home from school on that day and people should stay in their house and pray. And he would tell people that they, that they and I guess there was a lot of people that followed that or that believed in that. Because there were people who, who got so scared they wouldn't go to work, and they, they basically would do nothing that day except stay home and pray. Yeah. What, so, what, uh, did, did, did that guy shut down the local Catholic elementary school? Uh, yeah, I, I did go to uh, Catholic elementary school, and uh, yes, a lot of people did stay home. On, no, 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 no. Instead of saying a lot, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is he had the power to shut down school. Well, right? I... I, I don't remember. I was a kid at the time, so I don't remember if the schools were actually shut. I just remember my parents did not let us go to school on that on the Friday the 13th because it was suggested by the priest, and, and, they, and they made a sermon about it in the church even. I remember that. Right. Uh, and, uh, and how do you do—how are you today around October 13th? Oh, I'm— I'm not that way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. As a kid, you know, it made a big impression on you. So thanks yes, for it, it, it. It certainly did. But um, you know, as I got when I went in the army and uh, did a number of things growing up as an adult, so I, I, I've grown. I've grown past that. I've had more fears from overseas duty than I've had. <laughs> And then for Friday the 13th. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Wildcard line Bill is in Washington on Coast to Coast. Bill? Hello? Hey, open lines. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for letting me on. It's, I've been listening since it was art. Oh, but glad I, you uh, Um. I heard something a couple of weeks or a month ago about the fires in Hawaii. Okay. And that it was actually what it was is there's a space platform with a laser, and it was a test gone wrong. And that is why they put up the black fence. Nobody could see it. Because laser did not burn up the blue cars because of light spectrum. What? And I was wondering if you guys heard anything about that. Oh well, first of all, that's so August of this summer. So this this it, it's so at this point it's kind of old hat because the Hawaiian Power Company, whatever Hawaiian Electric, whatever it's called, um, they've already said it was their fault. They said it was down power lines, which they left too long on the ground, um, and that that's what sparked the fire. 
Now, how often does a corporation come out and admit something like that? Rarely. Occam's razor would say the simplest solution is probably is the most likely. Uh, the space laser thing I had heard about, but I thought that was pretty well put to bed already. The blue car thing, though, I, that's got to say that's a new twist. So you're saying blue cars weren't susceptible to what? Well, if you, I, I, you know, and I wondered about that connection, so I googled it, and if yeah. you Google uh, the effects of laser on blue, okay, uh, lasers cannot heat up the color blue because of the light spectrum. All right, so in real time, I'm going to go look that up. And you say I look up uh, lasers cannot uh, the effect on the color blue. Uh, yeah, have no effect on the color blue. How about that? Um, okay, let's see what it says. Uh, and it says um, uh the blue chair can't absorb the laser red light because it's an inanimate object. Uh, if I shine a red laser onto a blue chair, says that. How do lasers damage the color blue? Lasers work by concentrating a lot of energy, energy in the specific color light. So if an object doesn't absorb much energy, it's less likely to heat up and burn. But it doesn't say it can't, right? Okay. Yeah, but I think that's interesting. I I actually have never heard that, so that was a great twist. Um, yeah, and I'm I, an old man and easily easily confused. Ah, uh, no, no, no. I think that was fair. I, I'm glad you brought it up. Thanks. Uh, Brian is in Indiana on coast to coast. He's the Rockies. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, hello. How are you guys today? Good. Got a minute for you. Go ahead. Sure. Um, we were talking about the number thirteen. Um, uh, originally, uh, that represented El Shaddai, which is the uh, one. Of yeah, it's the, the god uh, of the mountain. Well, it's... Uh, it, it meant uh, God was uh, enough, more than enough. It is kind of loosely what it interprets to. Um, but no, it El Shaddai person. represented a way of certain people. So, like, we there's a long list of various names for God, right? But they're all still talking exactly. about the same God. They just come from culturally different aspects. Um, and El Shaddai, I believe, was God of the Mountain. Is actually what it gets, comes down to. But. And it, he represented the thirteen and one, basically all these mercies into one God. Um, okay. Whereas the early Christian church, uh, prior to Constantine, um, and prior to the idea or ideology of the Trinity, um, Jesus Christ was the Son of Son of God. And so they separated out um, the one versus the 13. And so the early uh, Pharisees, um, they were against Christ. Well, it was one of the many reasons they were against Christianity and Jesus Christ was because the you know this blasphemy in their eyes of the one God. Yet they have have this God that's all encompassing. And then uh, if you go back even further than that, um, it also represented the uh, the 
years that it took for Venus to make a full cycle back to its original position, which makes a uh, pentagram. Okay. Um, all right. What? Where? Um, I think there's a lot of people who are. I think some of that was really interesting, but remember, Jesus, for all intents and purposes, was a Pharisee. So there was no separate rabbinic class for him to have become a rabbi than to be a Pharisee, which is why he's there's so often these references to him fraternizing with Pharisees. Um, these are his peeps, you know, um, uh, so if you if you look at it in terms of the hierarchy of ordination, um, it wasn't they were against uh, he, they weren't at war. The Pharisees versus Jesus. It was Jesus had a different opinion than the other Pharisees did. So uh, at least that's I think that's that's played out over and over again if we're willing to stay open to it. So thank you for that thought, though. Um, and the blue cars not burning. Uh, interesting. I have to even go back over and look at the video of that. Uh, but you, you give us so many great suggestions for future guests and future topics. And thank you. That's Open Lines is you know, our little way of like a little focus group of like what people are talking about. So uh, we'll build from there. Uh, hope you enjoyed having Mark Anthony on earlier. Lots of great guests coming your way. You can connect with Mark and see what else is coming up this weekend by going to coasttocoastam.com. And I'll be on, I think, another week or so on a Friday night. So in the meantime, day use to Amot, and I do too.